0: Welcome to the Hoop Collective Low Post Crossover. Game three of the finals has just ended. Miami strikes back. 115-104. Jimmy Butler will always have this one. No matter what happens in this series, no matter what happens the rest of his career, Jimmy Butler will always have this one. Joined by Zach Lowe and our special guest for tonight, joining us from Miami, Coach David Fizdale. Fiz, you had to like what you saw from your old employers, the Miami Heat tonight.
1: Man, did they bring it. How fun. How exciting. How, uh, you know, just, let's just be real about it. Like, we all can say to a man, the Lakers are the dominant force in this deal. Like, is that you look out there and you look at the people on the court and you go, oh, my God, how in the hell is this team in red and black even surviving? But in the same breath, you could say there was no way the Heat was going to let this series just walk away from them. I don't care who was on the court. And it was an organizational win. It's just – that's – I don't care how you slice it. You no know Bam Adebayo, no Goran Dragic. These dudes dig in, and they—they they are just—it's just ridiculous how much this team reflects the leadership of Pat and Spo. And, and you know, without even like taking it away from Spo, because I think this team is really Spo's team to a certain extent, and Pat developed it but this team is Spo's identity. Like, I know this guy. Like, this is Spo, And to see them dig in and win this game, man, what a fun – it's just perfect. This is 2020 in the bubble. This is what it should be.
0: Zach, uh, the heat just – where more, more heat start to finish in this game.
2: Well, the two big stories that I would start with are, you know, Jeff said it at the end of the game – that's one of the greatest finals games ever by Jimmy Butler, a 40 point triple double guarding LeBron James and the heat. That was the formula on offense was run our stuff, run our stuff. And they got a lot of stuff running their shooters around and open it up, looks for everybody else. And then finish with the hammer and the hammer was Jimmy. And anytime they have anybody, but LeBron on Jimmy Butler, Jimmy Butler is just seeing red. It's barbecue chicken time. KCP, get out of the way. Danny Green, get out of the way. You didn't hit a three the whole game. You're gone. Caruso, forget about it. Kuzma, you gave it a shot. A couple times you gave it a shot. (laughs) I had to spin and fade away and do some fakes and stuff, but I got you. I (laughs) got you. They brought in Markeith Morris for defense on Jimmy Butler, and it didn't matter at the end of the game. And the second thing is, you know, everyone's going to be paying attention to the threes, and I do think, you know, 42 threes for the Lakers out of 79 shot attempts is a big deal to, to make the Lakers take that many threes. They did that in game two. Uh, the difference tonight was the Lakers were only 20 of 37 on twos after shooting like a 1,000% in game two. And Coach could probably talk a little bit more about maybe why that was. But if you're going to make the Lakers take a ton of threes, you better not give up dunks and layups and easy shots in in, in twos because they're going to make – You know, they shot 33% from threes. They're getting practice shots. They're getting open shots. But today the difference was they took away the twos.
1: Hey, B, Zach hit it on the head. Like, if you look at the first two games and the shots that the Lakers were getting, compared to the shots that the Lakers were taking tonight, it's night and day. And, again, that's a credit to the adjustments and the changes that Spo made to the game. I think what we saw tonight also was that because of who the Lakers put out on the floor, if the Heat continuously seek out particular matchups, the Lakers are not a laterally quick team. They're huge, right? They're a big team. They're long. They're physical. But when you talk about making them slide and making them move, like I saw the Heat running a lot more movement tonight. Making them move like the heat had shown us against Boston and how they shown us against Indiana, that's gonna be interesting to see how the Lakers deal with that going forward because that is the one the, the literally the two areas where the, the Lakers defense, which is great as it is, is where it's vulnerable it is sliding its feet and guarding a ton of movement and the heat really exploited that tonight.
0: I thought the Lakers did not take um I don't want to say a serious mindset, but they did not have an NBA finals mindset. Um, You know, LeBron's tweeting about the Cowboys Browns game three hours before tip off. Now, look, I'm not questioning LeBron's ability to focus for a game, but this is a guy who didn't touch social media for 10 years. And he's, he's tweeting about the, 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 uh, you know, football game, you know, shortly before a game. And you watch the way they came out in this first quarter. Uh, They have 10 turnovers in the first quarter, just very lazy and not focused. And, you know, I, I in a way I kind of don't blame them because they were e- were sort of able to easily win Game Two. They were they they didn't even play their best game, and they were able to easily win it. And then they hear that Bam and, and Dragic are out, um, and it was interesting. So interesting before the game, Rachel Nichols does the interview with Jimmy Butler, and he is just super duper confident, like super focused. And I felt like the Lakers oddly didn't match it. And you know, look they. They they mess around for those first 12 minutes. They're down three, and they hit a three pointer to tie the game like seven seconds into the second quarter. So like I kind of get it, but um, I think that's the message that's going to get sent to Zach. They came out in the third quarter the same way. Um, They they can't just skate here. Even though they're the overwhelmingly more talented team, they're going to have to. They're not going to have this given to them.
2: Well, let's, I want you guys both to be honest right now. I'm going to ask you an honest question. Cause you said the 10 turnovers, they get out to a lead. They're up four at halftime. My honesty question is two parts. Did you think in your soul that the Lakers were going to win the game the whole time? And, like, when did you actually think Miami was going to win? Because, like, down four, down seven, I'm just waiting for the avalanche to come in. So, like, Fizz, when did you actually think, oh, my God, Miami might win? Remember, the Lakers go up 91-89 in the fourth quarter, and the response was awesome by the Heat. But, like, when did you actually believe they were going to win?
1: Uh, I – don't and don't think I'm so I am a homer because I just spoke <laughs> my guy I'm yeah. gonna put it out there let's just be okay with that I'm a LA dude LeBron is a guy that I love to death I grew up loving the Lakers but nothing overseas my friendship and brotherhood was spoke and what in the Miami Heat so I'm putting that out there now I knew it when they lost game two and how they lost game two actually for the first two games in a combination that just was not heat basketball to just get annihilated to not look competitive uh, you know i just i couldn't see them going out like that you know what's the famous Dwayne way saying in, in game three i ain't going out like that right we had that we got that on our walls in miami in the locker room i ain't going out like that and so in honor of the great dwayne wade i think that he just as an organization lived up to who they are like they're not gonna lay down like that's i'm sorry like and and if you think you got one game from them the first game and you got a different game from the second game the third game is not going to be like any of those first two games because you're talking about a coach now who's seen everything, and who knows how to throw all of it up against the wall and knows how to make all of the tweaks. We're not talking about a guy who's walking into this deal blind. Spoke is – people better start figuring this out. This guy is HOF, Hall of Fame. So you're saying it's, before tip-off, that's, yeah. that's when you knew. When when, I'm you, when not, you I'm not going to say I knew. I don't know –
2: or you believed you believed.
1: I believed and I had I had an incredible trust not faith it's not I wasn't blind I had a trust that that coaching staff and the and the grit of this group knowing these people that they would give themselves a chance to win the game I never I didn't know how they would do it I just felt like you talk I just know them and so This does not surprise me that we're sitting at 2-1 right now. And I'm telling you, the series has changed in a dramatic way from the standpoint of this. Bam Adebayo is out, right? He's a tremendous player. He's an incredible force. The Lakers prepared for this monster. But now with him being out, you've added two stretch bigs. Who add a totally different element of space and? Game. I can't believe how
0: much Olenek is giving them. I cannot. I don't know why you surprised.
1: Kelly's, Kelly's a good.
0: Up, Kelly's though. a good yeah, offensive I'm player. Surprised. You better, you better recognize surprised.
2: the WCC when you see it. Oh boy, it. here the we go. Oh, here we in the go. House low. <laughs> My thought with Kelly was he's he's always going to give you something on offense. He's going he to give you threes. He's going to give you keepers. I thought LeBron was going to eat him alive whenever he was in the game on defense. Wendy, can you, can you answer my questions, and then yeah, I want to answer a good question my own too. question.
0: Uh, when Jimmy had back-to-back baskets to put the lead from five to seven and seven to nine. And okay. I didn't know for sure until Tyler Hero had that, uh, that three-point play. That's, that's what I knew for sure. The Lakers weren't going to win. Com. Sign up today. Claim based on total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Real quick, just because I have it in front of me, I want to give some stats and information, ESPN stats and information, numbers uh, on Jimmy Butler tonight. Mm. These are numbers as a facilitator. 33 points were created off of his passes. Ooh. Okay, he created tw- at the end of the game. Fizz, they were just—he was like Mama. Was, whenever there was trouble, just throw it back to Mama. <laughs> they just keep throwing it back to him. He created 26 assist opportunities, and the Heat shot 13 of 26 on those. Seven of his assist opportunities led to three pointers. He had 18 overall. By the way, Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero missed some really good looks in this game. Uh, oh. There's more there. Yes. Um, ten of the 26. Passes that created shots were were uncontested, which means he had gotten those guys wide open. Um, He himself, and this is a, you know, if you watch the game, you saw this. He himself shot nine of 15 on contested field goals. His second most makes in a play, the second most makes by anybody in a playoff game since ESPN started tracking it in 2014. He was 12 of 18 when creating his own shot uh, four more than any other player in an ESPN, uh, tracked game since 2014. So, uh, you know, probably historically way up there, but certainly for these tracking numbers. So,
1: so basically, 12- what you just—what basically what you just said is he was a superstar tonight.
2: Yeah, beyond, beyond. Yeah. I think beyond, it's one of the best games that's ever been played in the finals. Wendy, can I answer my own question?
0: Yeah, well, let me say one more thing. I apologize. I'm holding the ball. I saw some people compare this game to LeBron in game two of the 2015 finals, the finals, which is naturally people are going to because he lost Kyrie and Kevin love just like Jimmy lost two people. This was a better performance Um, in the, I was going to say in game two, back in 2015, LeBron goes 11 of 35 uh, does have 16 rebounds, 11 assists. Different. For 39 points. It was great performance. Different. But Jimmy tonight, also on on defense too, but Jimmy tonight with uh, 14 of 20, 11 and 13. Did um, so I
1: said barbecue chicken. Zach, did you say barbecue chicken? I did. Yes, and
0: it was marinated all night long. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Zach. When did you know that he were going to win this game at the buzzer?
2: I be- No, I be- this is what I believed. Heat – Lakers take a two-point lead fourth quarter. Heat come out of a timeout. Jimmy hits a floater in Bron's face, like a tough line drive floater. They get a stop. Jimmy, O'Linick pick and pop. O'Linick fakes to slip. Moon walks out to the three-point arc. Hits a three. Next possession, Jimmy, Kelly again. They switch. Jimmy's dancing with AD at the foul line. AD can handle that, no problem. Caruso kind of panics, loads up almost like all the way to the nail – off of Hero, Dish to Hero, Hero 3. I think they're up six by that point. I was like, damn. Because how many times do you see that game when the favorite comes back and they land the punch and they take the lead, and like from then it's just an 8-point, 9-point win. The Heat came out of that timeout, punch, punch, punch. We're taking this game. And I was like, damn, they might actually win I this was texting
0: with. I was texting with people. I, I thought it might be 12 or 15. On, you know
1: 15. what, though, guys? You know what's interesting is, is again – I come back to this whole element of the bubble and the Lakers just seem like if this was, if the, for some reason, this game was in a arena, I feel like it changes the dynamics. And for some reason the Lakers just look like they just couldn't muster up the, you know what I mean? That thing that the crowd gives you, uh, to, to, to push forward. Um, even though this game would have been in Miami and I'm not discounting like the, the organization of the series and what it would have been. It's just like, it's really interesting how tough it is to live in that bubble and, and what it takes to do what the heat did tonight. And to say, this is important. This is not a bubble title to, I'm we are going after this deal. We are not laying down. Cause it's very, like, come on, like how, the common, the, the below average player from a current standpoint might have laid down in this. It's easy to go home right now and COVID and all of this stuff and be home with your family and all that. But these dudes said, no, not tonight. And I just think the bubble creates a unique dynamic from an inspiration standpoint, a motivation standpoint, a, a courage and fight standpoint. And so... It's going to be – the Heat just made this really interesting. And, and I think the Lakers are woke now and they know that this is real and you don't want to play with fire because the Heat is not that type of team.
0: One of the things you also mentioned uh, before we got on, uh, Coach, was that uh, Zach and I talked about this after game two. We thought it would be very difficult for the Heat to play less zone because the, the matchups, you know, they could hunt Hero and Robinson, and which is what happened in game one. And I just – I mean, I didn't think they would play exclusively zone, but I thought they had to keep the zone up. They just had to play with more uh, ball pressure. They went away from the zone tonight, and, and you uh, know why.
2: Yeah. I, I got it. I got some ideas. What is that? Well, I just think they just said, you know, zone, no zone, whatever we play, the zone, they were picking it apart. And I think I'd have to, I want to go back and watch the game again before I state it too definitively. But, you know, they, they we saw it a hundred times. LeBron is going to call up his guards for pick and rolls to get Hero and Robinson involved. And the Heat were just like, you can do that. But this, this game, everyone else, the other three defenders are taking like two extra steps toward the paint. So when Alex Caruso rolls down, he's not open. You're going to have to kick it to Kuzma. You're going to have to kick it to Marquise Morris. And we're going to live with a certain amount of those guys getting threes, but you're not getting layups. You're not getting inside out swing, swing, swing passes. You're not getting dunks. And to me, the guys that we should be talking about are, um, in that regard, are Green and Caldwell Pope, who are their shooters, had another bad shooting game. And B, we haven't talked about it yet, but Anthony Davis's foul trouble was a massive swing factor in the game.
1: You know, I think uh... – if you listen to what was said from the heat camp and just overall basketball analyst commentary over the last few days is that the Lakers do not feel the heat, right? Like that was like the, the, the over overarching theme is they don't feel them. And I thought that a lot of that had to do with the zone and tonight the heat came out and I thought the heat said, you're going to fill us whether we lose or win, you're going to fill us. And the heat got up into a man to man and they did a lot less switching. They played almost no zone tonight. And they said, you're going to have to beat our toughness. And if we're going to go down, you're going to go, we're going to go down with you going through us and not us trying to um, play our secondary defense. And, and, you know, to their credit, they really, really defended the heck out of the Lakers. And really, the Lakers looked stagnant offensively for, the, you know, really the first time. You're talking about – think about what was the first game? What was the – what was the differential? Like 30, 40? What was mean? big? number. It,
0: it didn't matter. It was,
1: big, it was a big, big number. And then game two, we knew that the Lakers was – that was not as competitive, you know, and so – I think for the Heat to turn that around and, and to really shift the 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 lever of physicality right now, especially against a team with that kind of size, um, you know, it's, it's interesting and it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to watch how Frank counters that and what Spo and them do to continue that.
0: Yeah, and also we now have to discuss about Bam Adebayo. You know, Spo said before the game, and I don't know how much being said is true. I mean, the Heaters still calling this a neck injury when other people think it's a shoulder injury. Sposa was one of the hardest decisions of his career to to not play Bam tonight. They buy two extra days and buy a fifth game to get Bam out of bio, give him a chance. And that's a, you know, it's 3 0. I mean, I'm telling Bam, listen, pack it up. We'll yeah, Bam's sure. not
2: playing. Come on. You know, Jim, that. Jimmy, even, Jimmy even said before the game with Rachel, hey, we get this one tonight, we might have something up our sleeve or something to that effect because she asked him about Bam. And he said, you give us this one tonight? You know, he, he opened – like cracked the door open for a maybe.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's the chance. And that's what happens in series. See, people – I don't think we get out to the layers of series too often – Uh, Because, one, you don't want to wish injury on people and you don't want to wish negative stuff. But when you go through series, like, I mean, I've been through so much of this crap with Spo and different teams. Injuries are huge and recovery is huge in series. You know, you don't know. Those are things that you can't predict. Those are things, those are the unknowns of series. And so, you know, I remember getting Chris Bosh back. Uh, you know, against Boston.
0: Oh, oh yeah, game and, six, I think. Oh, game man. five, game five, maybe.
1: We're we not going to beat Boston without Chris Bosch. I just don't see how we would have pulled that off. Like, we got through Indiana, and that was brutal, and Shane Battier was amazing. But to get through Boston without Chris Bosch, that team and the team that y'all knew and those competitors and that coach, and I don't know if we would have pulled it off. So when you get somebody back, with other guys playing with extreme confidence, uh, that adds an incredible element to your team. And so that's, that's, I think it's too many times we get too quick. Like, I was listening earlier today, and there's no knock on LeBron, and I'm not trying to take shots at him or nothing, but I was just listening to him talk about being compared to Kobe and Shaq and him and AD, and I'm like, that's a little uh, premature, right? Like, you got to get some wins with the trophy before you start, people start comparing them to Kobe. And Kobe and Shaq did some monumental stuff. So, you know, I think, you know, this Heat team is not that kind of team that you want to just kind of like be like, oh, they're out of it. Like, the Lakers are going to really have to earn this. And if they add Bam to this deal again, and I don't know what's up with Bourne, but I think if they had Bam for sure, like this is really an
2: interesting series. Well, and they played with – they played with like season on the brink urgency and like nobody runs – very few players run like Robinson and Hero run. Those guys run their stuff hard and the heat were like switching up. Sometimes they would slip screens. Sometimes they wouldn't. Sometimes they would fake a pin down and slip to the rim. And it confused the Lakers, like the speed of all that and the unpredictability of it. The Lakers, like LeBron was cranky because they had some breakdowns. They're going to see some on film, but I give the Heat a lot of credit for those breakdowns.
1: Zach, remember what I told you. Two things killed the
2: Lakers tonight, all right?
1: Foot speed laterally and how to guard movement. What does Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero do? They move. They move. And if you're not willing to move with them, and then when the rest of the other guys are moving too, when the, when the crowders are moving and, you know, and Jimmy's moving and Andre's moving and all of these other guys are really putting it like almost like a, uh, just, I'm going to move to move to wear you out type of stuff. I remember that when we played the Spurs the last year and they kicked our ass, um, it was like, <laughs> they were running really circles around us. It was movement just to move us, and they were just wearing on us and beating on us, and I think if the heat had any chance. It helped when the it,
0: arena was 98 degrees.
1: What well, at all? Oh, oh, you, I'm go. not going to. You know, Brian, you know I'm not going there. <laughs> hey, we was all hot. Unless they <laughs> did something. Unless they did some uh, defensive slide drills and Asana. Before the game, they weren't ready either. So we all was hot in that game. So I ain't taking, I am not going down that road. At the end of the day, them dudes brands, they was running their routes harder than we could. They they did a better job than we did, and they deserved to be champions. They came out with a different ferocity than we did. And uh, and their their team was just, they they had that thing. And I think the only way that the heat can beat a Laker team, this Laker team, which is just a, a, I mean, it's a Goliath is they have to just, they have to burn calories just to burn them.
0: Well, I think the heat's conditioning, which is superior, not to say the Lakers are out of condition, but the heat's conditioning played a role and Spo after the game talked about how he's, you know, Jimmy, Jimmy is in the top percentile in the entire league for conditioning and Watching him play 45, 46 minutes in this game, where he was also playing point guard down the stretch, which is incredibly tiring. You saw it when he got fouled near the end of the game. He just laid there. He
1: bought his some breaths, didn't he? <laughs> so like,
0: give me 14 seconds here to get six breaths. Um, right. I think that played a role. But uh, I think, you know, Anthony Davis will obviously have a lot of regrets from this game, and I think you will see a much more – Feisty Anthony Davis. I don't know if Danny Green's gonna make ever make shots. He's got a hip injury that they're not talking about, but clearly his hip is bothering him. He's getting it stretched out and stuff. He can't. He hasn't been able to make a shot for a while. Um, uh, I expect the Lakers to play a lot better, but
1: if if, be, if, if a Danny Green can't go, what's the na- What is the Lakers next?
2: Well, he's
0: gonna play. I just saying, he can't well, make like, a shot.
1: Like again, though, if you can't make a shot, and that's what you do in the finals, a lot of times that will kind of move you out of the rotation because you don't have time now. You know what I'm saying? Like, teams will – I don't know what Frank's going to do. I'm not – Frank is a hell of a coach, so I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm in his bag or – but I just know that a lot of times you have to make some tough, tough decisions in the finals when it comes to your rotation. So it's going to be interesting to see, you know – and especially because, you know, it was multiple plays there. I saw Jimmy Butler intentionally going after Danny. It's going to be interesting to see how they, you know, proceed with a, a guy like Danny Green.
0: Well, and they, uh, Dwight Howard, who was so big in the first two games, uh, he was minus 15. They were able to figure out a way to uh, limit his. They went bigger,
1: though. I it, they didn't play midget lineups tonight. They only had, it was like, probably a five I don't even know what the minute stretch was but about five minutes maybe where Iguodala was playing he was the biggest guy on the floor but after that it was always Myers or 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 Kelly was on the floor for them at all times they didn't go super small they didn't go to that super small lineup because you just can't you can't do it against the Lakers they they'll kill you you saw what it looked like game the first two games, the rebounding—come on, like that rebounding stuff was looking like that's little kid stuff. That's like
0: <laughs> Zach called right? them Lilliputians with Gulliver. <laughs> that's what—that that was what the uh, the Ivy League guy compared it to. Hey
2: now, well, I was gonna, Fizz, I was gonna ask you, I was gonna ask you, but that's I have a awesome. feeling I, I have a feeling if you have suggestions for the Lakers, you're not—you're not gonna give them out, but like no, <laughs> but Listen. what
1: it's not that. And I just think if, if we wanted to talk about adjustments with the Lakers, I just think, one, the Lakers didn't have urgency. I thought the Lakers, I, you know, beyond the strategy, I just thought the Lakers lacked urgency tonight. I thought they, for some reason, they just didn't, they looked flat. And, uh, like, it was kind of like, let's see how the game goes. You know, they were boxing and feeling it out, and they got caught. And so I would say the first thing is – The Lakers have to get their urgency up. And I think after a loss, that's immediate respect you gain for a team. Okay, they can beat us. Now I think it's like, okay, let's go. And so I think that's the first thing they have to do. And then the the next thing they have to do is uh, they have to figure out how they're going to cover up the mismatches that the Heat are creating. And they're going to have to figure out how to deal with when the Heat decide to just run all of that super movement and get you running around on multiple actions uh, and how they're going to guard that consistently so they have rules and, and discipline to stopping that stuff. Um, but ultimately, at the end of the day, the Heat still are the ones that have to continue to figure out how to beat the Lakers because, yeah, <laughs> they got them. <laughs> but right. the Lakers are up 2-1 and the Lakers are monsters. And, yeah, my That's grandfather good point. used to tell everyone. When, my, when I used to be my grandfather in Horace, he used to say the sun shines on the dog's ass every now and then. Well, you know, sometimes the sun shines on the dog's ass. And, you know, so we're going to see how it goes. I don't know if that's what it is with this game or not, but I know the Lakers have a healthy respect for the heat, and we'll see how it goes in the next game.
0: All right, Zach. Well, you have anything else before we go?
2: No, I just I, I agree with Fizz. Play harder and more urgency is one. I, I wonder if they'll play AD at center even more to get us to get faster lineups on the floor, and I know they'll be they'll be expecting now. Miami's going to pack the paint to an even more extreme degree. They're going to have some counters ready for that in the half court. I, you know, they, those are sort of boring X's and O's stuff to talk about, but they'll have some stuff ready. But I think yeah, I love a good game four. Like like Fizz said, the Heat have 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 gotten everyone's attention. Now The all the talk going into this game, let's be honest, and including on this podcast was who's going to win finals MVP. And now that now the talk is going to be, what are the Lakers and he going to bring to game four, uh, having seen and reviewed everything that happened in game three. And I, I'm just glad I'm a neutral fan I just thought a boring finals was going to be – boring injury riddled finals is going to be such a letdown after how great the bubble has been and how long we waited. And I'm glad for at least 48 hours here, we get some drama, we get some suspense, we get to think about strategic basketball. I'm excited.
0: The Lakers have continually uh, impressed me as as these playoffs have gone on. They have shown that they are a championship team to me. I've been very impressed. And I still am impressed, but I will say that they do have a penchant to go a little cold shooting the ball. So was this an outlier, or is this the beginning of a little cold spell? We will find out. Thank you, David Fisdale. Thank, Thank you, Zach. His. Thank his. you, everybody, for listening to this Hoop Collective Low Post crossover. Have a great week. We will talk to you after game four.